Hello, my name is Rona and I am one of this year's Built Student Fellows. And one of the key themes that we are working on is decolonizing the curriculum, seeking to research key issues, ignite debates, provide advice and support for academics to decolonize their curriculum, while also challenging common misconceptions. As part of this theme, we will be running an interview series with people throughout the university who are doing some really amazing work regarding decolonizing the curriculum. I find it really important that BUILT provides a platform for those with lived experiences and those who are doing some really important and amazing work and research on decolonizing and are challenging Western-centric epistemological dominance. Our first interview is with Lauren Hutfield, a final year politics international relations student. She worked with others throughout the University of Bristol's School of Sociology, Politics and International Studies space to initiate the decolonial process within the school. She published the preliminary report, Decolonizing the Space Curriculum, Evaluating Mandatory Units, in which she assessed space's mandatory undergraduate and postgraduate modules based on reading this diversity and their decolonial content. This report sought to ignite debates between students and staff on the decolonizing process and also around how it can be achieved. In this interview, we discuss what is meant by decolonizing the curriculum, the motivations behind the report, the methodology and methods that were adopted, as well as the findings of the report. We then move on to discuss the response to the report across the university and how the findings can be translated into classroom practice. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. The first question is, what do you define as decolonizing the curriculum and what does it mean to university students? Um, yeah, that is a great question. And I think definitely this sort of like, sort of buzzwords like going around about like decolonization and like decolonizing the curriculum. But I'd say for me and like the definition I sort of work by is like, so it's acknowledging how colonialism has become embedded within like social structures and institutions but then the like curriculum side of that is dismantling these like colonial legacies by prompting students to engage um and challenge like the eurocentric western knowledge that is like often being prioritized um and also it's like the inclusive aspect of that so like it's for previously silenced and erased voices to be empowered and like incorporated into reading lists um to yeah just achieve that epistemic justice um and i think what does it mean to university students um i always think that first of all like a decolonized curriculum is essential for an inclusive fair and comfortable university experience for all students so that's like white students and non-white students so for like universities to say that they're gonna implement like it's gonna be a, a great experience for all students like a decolon decolonized curriculum is so essential to that um and i think partly that comes um that ties into like mental health of like bame individuals um like it has research has actually shown that this this sort of curriculum that hasn't been decolonized actually contributes to like the mental health of BME students by like constantly just being underrepresented and feeling that their voices aren't heard. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's just important just 
for the wider dismantling of like systemic injustice structures so yeah Bill was really excited to see that you wrote the preliminary report decolonizing the space curriculum evaluating mandatory units um yes it's a challenging time to approach this type of subject and um, matter what was your motivation for writing the report yeah um first of all i'm so glad that um like the ilt were excited about the report um it was a very exciting report like nothing had ever really been done um about that and like in that way before so like it's great that like it was sort of received like that um regarding my motivations and it being um like a challenging time i see it as yes it, it is a challenging time obviously with coronavirus um there's lots of stresses lots of things going on but i sort of relate back to like in the summer so the black lives matter movement obviously like it's been going on for years but that sort of it was propelled forward um because of like the george floyd protests and things like that and it really exposed that there are still so many institutional and curriculum injustices still in our university and it really encouraged me to sort of think about so it was bringing to light like racial injustice and I was like well how are like the institutions that I'm in right now like how are they perpetuating that and that's when I sort of like got involved in like decolonizing the curriculum and things like that um and to me like that sort of like just ignited the advocate in me I guess um because I think it's just it's such an important issue that just shouldn't be sidelined anymore so I was like more than happy to take that up and start that um and I think especially regarding the University of Bristol I think universities in general they can sort of be seen as colonial legacies in some respect so the fact that they were built upon perpetuating um, like an imbalance of knowledge so just what prioritizing like western and like eurocentric knowledge like that sort of like universities most mostly were founded upon um and like more specifically for bristol um as i'm sure like we both know just the links to the slave trade like still memorabilia being here like wills colston um i know like the colston statue um got torn down which was great um and also like goldney and again relating to bristol like there is a considerably low intake of bme students and there have been dissatisfaction reports from students such as the su bme attainment gap report so there are lots of students in bristol who see this as an issue um, and it's like, what better time, I think, than just taking time to actually listen to these students and really put them on a platform and create, create pressure. So like the university actually finally see this as an issue and like, um, initiate the process. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I really liked how you sort of, you were saying how this report demonstrates the passion and determination of students, I think. So I think it does, like there is that determination to really sort of critique our modules and, and things so yeah definitely no I think I think you're right I think it's it's a, a perfect time to approach it um so like how did you sort of go about the, with the creation of the report like what methods did you use and what were your findings yeah um so like the report um I always explain it as like 
its goal was like to highlight the problem areas within space. So that's um, the sociology, politics and international studies department um, and highlight the problem areas within their undergraduate and postgraduate mandatory modules um, to really just to provide feedback, recommendations and like initiate discussion around decolonization within the school. Um, because I think prior to that, they're really hand had been very little discussion like that I knew of um, and regarding the methods so we took like a sort of mixed methods approach I'd guess so it was quantitative and qualitative analysis and the quantitative analysis part so um, we were assessing so we'd go through the essential readings of each unit um, for each week. So volunteers would yeah read the readings and then we'd have this Excel spreadsheet where we'd fill in the data. And there was essentially two parts. So the diversity aspect of it was when we were looking at the authors of the reading list. So um, we were looking for like their gender, their ethnicity and their location of the like institution that they're working at so whether that was in the global north or the global south and then the second part was like the decolonial content of the actual readings and that was we were assessing for like decolonial decolonial engagement so out of a unit we'd calculated the percentage of readings that were engaging with decolonial content or maybe like critiques of like mainstream theories or mainstream authors um, and then we also assessed for race engagement. We thought that was um, an important factor in itself to assess for. So that was clearly like yes or no, did they engage in race um, at all throughout the unit? Um, and also we looked at the decolonial week placement. So whether they typically, there would be a week usually at the end of the week and it would be like you know like on gender or on race so we wanted to really find out whether like that was the case um as like if you look through these reports previously at the se report um people do find that a week on gender or a week on race at the at the end of the unit is very um not helpful at all it it should be more like um either like prioritized within like the first few weeks or whatever or it should be like integrated throughout um but yeah if you do just leave it at the end it just sort of um insinuates that it's like an afterthought is what students have come up with um and also the broaden score so that was just an overall score from one to ten just assessing like the overall like broadness of the unit um was it like very eurocentric very western centric only sort of like certain voices speaking or was it like more broad authors or like broad um content that they were um giving out um and then the qual it's qualitative side to it was um just like a short review a comment section um and that was just a report for the the reviewer to like flag up specific ethnicities um as in the quantitative section it was like bme authors but it was either bme or white so we wanted to actually find out like was it a black author um like a mixed author um so what actual heritage was the author or ethnicity and also just to flag up like controversial readings or like authors that necessarily you wouldn't get from the quantitative analysis aspect of it. 
Um, and then finally, we had a stoplight approach. And that was when we color coded each unit either red, which meant it required urgent attention. And that was when reviewers rated the unit between like one and four in the Broaden score. And then we had yellow, which was dissatisfactory. And that was a Broaden score of five to seven. And then green was satisfactory. And that was um, like eight to nine, eight to 10. Um, and yeah, that was sort of like the methods aspect of it. And I suppose like the actual find findings um, that we found. So out of all the units, 18 modules were coded red, eight modules were coded yellow, and then three modules were coded green on their decolonial content. Um, and yeah, as you can see, there was a, a lot of red, an overwhelming majority of red. And I think that short sort of where um, the focus should be on, like why are these key finding modules um, that are really important to our degree um, exclusive in content and voices? Um, and that's the sort of like discussion that we wanted to raise, um, but yeah. Yeah, wow, that's, yeah, because I mean, I've been in space for my undergraduate and now my postgraduate. And yeah, like some of your methods, I think the things I wouldn't think of, but they're so, it's so important to focus on those things, if that makes sense. So it's yeah. so good that you had such a, like a wide ranging method. Um, and that's insane, Eight, 18 reds. Wow. Yeah, I know. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. that's mad. I mean, what has been like the response to the report um, from both within space and in terms of the university more generally? Yeah, um, I'd say generally from what I've gained, like from what I've seen, so there has been a good response. Um, initially, we um, held like a round table discussion after the launch of the report and we invited all um, space students and like space staff to come and sort of like discuss the findings of the report. Again, <laughs> there were staff that came, but again, there was like sort of minimal engagement from staff. Um, but then we found out that there were discussions being made specifically on the report and it was being discussed within departments, it was being discussed within the Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Committee, and also very highly in the School of Senior Management team. Um, so that was, did reach large audiences and important people within like the whole university itself. So that was great. Um, the, I think we've also been featured in the University of Bristol's decolonizing um, education future learning course, which was um, set up like last year, so like towards the end of last year. So we were interviewed for that, and we sort of like gave our our um, like tips and ideas on like how we went about it. Um, we'd also got um, an email that was sent out to all students in space on that they were going to prioritize decolonization, and subsequently. Um, uh, decolonizing the curriculum space Facebook group got set up by one of the staff members and that is just to sort of again like initiate discussion between students and staff um, and I think most importantly we got a promise and a commitment that staff were going to review their units um, in the summer on the staff away day in April or May I want to say 
um, and that was great. So that they said that they were going to, you know, talk about decolonization and listen to student feedback on how they can actually update their units. Um, so that's been great. Um, student um, volunteer wise, we actually have like over 40 volunteers now across from undergraduate and postgraduate um, within space. So that's amazing. Like the student engagement has been great. As you can see, like people are really passionate about that. And that comes from experiencing certain biases within their um, units. So as these are the volunteers, they've actually reached out and said that they want to be part of the group, which is great. Um, also, I had a talk with the Inclusive Research Collective. So that's the Faculty of Life Sciences. So they invited me to talk there um, about the report, which was great. And they said that that's something that they're discussing and how they can impl implement it in their department. And also in within the medical school. So I think that's the other sort of decolonizing group that are really making headway. And with I had a talk with Dr. Joseph Hartland um and that was great as well I think again I'm going to have a meeting with him next week as well just to talk about how we can like move forward and like learn from each other from our like various reports um and yeah the student union as well I actually just did a meeting with them prior to this about our work on decolonization and how they can help us um so yeah there has been really good responses I think again there is the other side that hasn't been um I want to say as much staff support as I think there should be, particularly within space. Um, I think regarding the report, um, some lecturers took um, more of a, a defensive approach, um, I think. So in that sense, I think it could have like stagnated process um, progress. Um, but yeah, I think within this work, you've just got to realise that there are going to be people out there like you, they're not gonna see the importance of things that are so, so important, but no matter how much that you try and um, try and educate them, um, like some people are just ultimately just going to be against it. So I think that's something I've definitely learned to deal with um, and just focus more on just the people who are positive and actually do want to help and um, want to, yeah make a difference um so yeah yeah it's good to see that there is a growing consensus sort of across the university about the importance of this which is good and um, I think you're right though I think it is it's difficult isn't it I think there's a lot of misconceptions around decolonizing the curriculum and what that means um yeah definitely but I mean how can we translate the findings of your report into classroom practice and how can we sort of support staff in this decolonizing activity and um, yeah <laughs> yeah again like that's that's a good question and I think it's also like a hard question as well um this particular report like the way we've done it I think it really highlights in particular the red modules which as you can see is the majority and we have given, like I said, so the reviewer comments section, like we have given reason for why we've rated it red and as much detail as we can. Um, and I think it's just to, for staff to really just take that on board and actually think, you know, like why do students think that? Like, instead of taking it personally, I think 
it should be like, oh, okay, well, why do they think that? Um, and I think that's something that, again, like should be just translated into classroom practice. So like translated into how they update their modules. It shouldn't be seen as like an attack. It should be thinking about like how I can work with students to like make this unit um, better. And again, like it's just, it, it really highlights just why our founding modules so like such important modules say like political concepts like why are they why are we still just um prioritizing like western and eurocentric knowledge over others and i think yeah i think that just needs to be a discussion that needs to be within seminars and within the unit so it can be translated into classroom practice because ultimately if you if you are still learning about sort of like one-sided knowledge all the time like you're going to take these views into um later life like into life and that's sort of how these like colonial legacies are still perpetuated even outside of um institutions so yeah i think it's really important that staff um engage with this in their like seminars and take on our feedback um and i think regarding how can we support staff in this decolonizing activity i think a lot of response has been that like staff don't have a lot of time to update their units and that is that is a very fair point like we understand that lecturers are under increased pressure um and yeah like they're already like overworked so i think when i like to see sort of the university or like the senior management managers of the school like actually set like a specific time for staff to like um review their units and go over it without them actually trying to like fit it all within the time that they have because it is a stressful time so i think i'd like sort of that top-down approach for staff to actually really take the time and take it seriously um and i think that there needs to be just highlighting the importance of decolonizing as a whole like from the top level as well as the bottom and i think the university are starting to do quite well on that they've had like anti-racism seminars they had um a talk last year on decolonizing the curriculum with um, like the vice chancellor and things like that so i think just more things like that and more um sort of initiatives from the top to actually implement on the bottom for staff to actually be like look like i actually can't get away with doing a unit that is entirely exclusive like that's not going to be allowed so i think that's something that um should be talked about within i guess management um and just again just more like encouragement and understanding maybe just more talks on like what decolonizing actually is um, and actually speak to staff like one-on-one -on, -one on what that means to them and try and make them understand that um, it's not just excluding all these voices that we've um, learned about. Obviously there are very important things and theories to be learned from Western voices and that's completely not what decolonizing is saying that we need to scrap them. It's about just including other voices and understanding how that we've come to hold these particular voices um, above other um, voices. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, I just say like encouragement and understanding um, from a higher level as well as the bottom level would be helpful. Amazing, yeah. Um, and I guess I sort of wanted to finish off. I know you kind of touched on it already. Um, I thought it was quite a good way to sort of conclude. Um, like, how do you think the current socio-political climate affected your thinking while writing the report and also um, how it's being received as well by others? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I think, so yeah, when, when I think about like the climate initially, which starts about this, like I mentioned before, I think the momentum from the Black Lives Matter movement was very, very useful. Um, again, just people were more alert to like the in injustices within the institutions themselves. Um, and obviously like decolonization like isn't a new thing, but again, like people just seem to be more understanding or more willing to educate themselves on like how it, these injustices are still being perpetuated. Um, so yeah, I think Momentum for Black Lives Matter movement was really important in writing the report and how urgent it was seen as an issue then um, as the report was written in summer and then quickly like distributed in October. So it was still in that sort of um, momentous um, era of, of, of Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but also I think regarding again like coronavirus it's it is also a very difficult time for university staff and students as well um something that i think needs to be talked about is the work that we are doing right now like it is students who are predominantly doing the work and although i get paid as an intern like all the student volunteers don't get paid for their time and work um which is something I think needs to be talked about because obviously like we have our own studies and people are putting a lot of effort into this movement to really try and move the space school forward um but yeah it is understandable that there are other priorities and that has come up um, however it's I just think it's so important to just also see decolonization as a priority and it really it, it again like it just it has gone on for so long that it is just time to just make that commitment to it and it's going to be it's going to be a very long process and I think that's again why some people can't engage with it and don't see a point because they think that you know like it's impossible it's never going to happen but it will happen it's just going to be a very <laughs> slow process and with just lots of people who are passionate about actually making this um change and hopefully um we can come to the end um and really like live in a world where there are that these injustices aren't being perpetrated especially through something as important as education it really shouldn't have those like colonial legacies tied to it anymore um but yeah oh it's amazing honestly like the work you did was amazing like the report and everything like it's so important um and yeah I would yeah encourage everyone to have a look at it because it's so interesting um and yeah thank you so much for um, answering the question the work of Lauren and her colleagues is so important and I think this report is a really exciting example of how we can interrogate our curriculums in order to challenge the entrenched colonial and unequal epistemology and ontology that exists. 
If you want to read Lauren's report in full, please click on the links below. And I really hope you enjoyed listening to our first Decolonising the Curriculum interview. And if you have any questions, then please do get in touch. And thank you. Thank you.